what these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. With you here for this Wednesday, January 31st edition of Best Bets in the Association. Joining me tonight, Jay Money. Find him on Twitter and the Action Network app at jmoneyismoney, as well as Albert Wynn, the analytics capper. You can find him on Twitter and in the app at analytics capper. As always, make sure to check out the Action Network app. It's going to get you set for Super Bowl. You're going to get the sharpest analysis on it. And look, that game is obviously like the sharpest of the year. It takes like all this money and attention. It's already moved significantly from the open because everyone was like, why are you making Mahomes a dog again? But you're going to find sharp ways to bet it. You're going to find sharp ways and angles and props. You can dominate the party that you'll inevitably go to with all of your prop sheets, dominate all that stuff. You can find it in the Action Network app. Also, check out YouTube.com slash the Action Network. We're cooking up something that you guys are going to want to check out and you're going to want to see it. And the way that you're going to see it is on YouTube. So go to youtube.com slash the action network and check out subscribe and like our page. All right, let's get to it. Jay money. What's your play for Wednesday in the association? Give me the Miami heat first half money line. All right. They're facing off versus the Sacramento Kings. We'll talk about that in a second. AC, what do you got for me? The return of Damian Lillard back in Portland. I like the over rebounds and assists, nine and a half. All right. I'm going to take the Minnesota Timberwolves, minus three and a half versus the Dallas Mavericks. And I'm also going to play the full game on the game Jay's on. I'm going to take the Miami Heat, plus one versus the Sacramento Kings. Let's talk about the Heat for a second because I think it's worth talking about. This is flipped to minus one, by the way. So I still like it there, obviously. Miami's on a six-game losing streak. Seven game. Now it's getting bad. It is not good. Not the spot that you necessarily want to be in here. And that's bad. Teams with a better than 50% win percentage who have lost at least five in a row are 31, 22 straight up, 26, 24, and three, 52% against the spread in that spot. When the streak's gone to seven, how about seven and six, eight, four, and one? 67% ATS. Small sample size there, obviously. This, to me, honestly, is more about Sacramento and about where they're at in their season because I don't have the necessarily power rate really strong. I think this is a bad travel spot. You're in Miami. You get the Miami flu. And I don't necessarily love the way that a Kings team that plays pretty sloppy this season, like they are a mistake-prone team this season. And that, to me, is a big edge towards Miami, who I know will at least play disciplined even if they don't play well. They are a mess, Jay. Give me the cap, and then I got to tell you some stuff. So give me your cap first. Yeah, I like the heater. There's not a ton of stats that's going to back it up. Um, I do think this is a bet against spot for the Kings. It's a bet on spot for the Heat, and it's a bet against spot for the Kings. They've won four straight. I'm still not a buyer of this Sacramento team. I feel like they were they surprised a lot of teams uh, last year. This year, we know exactly what they're going to do. They know that their style of play, they're not really sneaking up on anybody. This is the fourth game of their, like think, like seven-game road trip as well. They're 0-2 straight up and against the spread in the first half in the fourth game of a road trip here. So, I mean, you said it. They all 
off in Miami. There's a ton of things that I could say here. Not always will there be stats and things like that that I can throw with my play. Obviously, I kind of just go with the field, but this is a field that I think I'm going to win. I think the Heat come out here and smack the Kings up, and I don't think they look back, and I do think they're getting off this seven-game losing streak here. They're a perfectly type of built team that can give the Kings problems on offense and on defense, and I like the Heat here early and often. No Duncan Robinson in this spot, which is actually pretty problematic. He's been great for them this season. I'm actually not going to give you numbers. I know that you're like hinting at that. You're like, I'm not going to care about whatever bullshit stats you're going to throw at me, Matt. No, I um, wasn't saying that, man. Yeah, I was just, I'm just saying, I, I, was messing with you. I, saying um, I didn't have the numbers. <laughs> so I listened to Five Reasons on the Floor with Ethan Skolnick, who's been covering that team for 20 years. He runs a site called Five Reasons Network, and they've got a, a Heat podcast. And the types of conversations that they are having – are not, how do they pull out of this? What's wrong? Does this really mean anything? How do you fix the offense? Should you move Tyler to the bench? They're talking about like, is it time to break up the core? Locked on Heat, another podcast I listened to is like, I've never seen Jimmy like this despondent. There is something going on with Miami. Now look, this is very important. You will hear like reporters and insiders say stuff like that, like something's going on. And the answer is that like it may not be like an irrevocable thing. It may not even be a two-week thing. It may just be like they're not in a good place. Teams are often in a bad place. You know what makes them in a pretty bad place? Losing seven in a row. That will make you in a pretty bad fucking mood. But even though I'm taking this heat spot because I'm just like, look, the history says that this is a good spot for Miami. This is a bad spot for Sacramento. I'm going to go ahead and back it. I do think it's worth noting that if they lose this game, it's an indicator of how much worse things are than we think, because like even more so than the last game, like this is the get right spot. Like this is the one where it's like you circle the wagons, you rally the troops, you do all the cliches and you get the home win versus a West Coast team with the South Beach flu. If they don't win this game, Jay, like I'm going to move the heat to like DEFCON 2. It's like it, destruction is imminent if they can't find a way to get this win done. Yeah, it's an absolute must-win spot. Uh, these are the spots that I love. No one's going to want to take the heat here. And, uh, I mean, they had the – they were favored by three and a half over the Suns, which actually like four, four and a half, which was a little fishy. It was kind of seeming like, all right, Sharps are on the heat here. It didn't matter. It got their teeth kicked in. But the Kings aren't the Suns, in my opinion. And so I just feel like this is a perfect matchup, perfect spot for these – even if they do have things going on, I think this is a really great spot for them to get a much-needed home win. This is a desperate team. And personally, I'd never bet against a desperate team. So I think the heat – Come out here with a blowout win. This podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get $158 in bonus bets when you bet $5. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. AC, what's your uh, play for Wednesday? Yeah, I guess the first thing I want to talk about with Miami and Sacramento real quick, uh, it's it's a good it's a good uh, opportunity to talk about just lessons. I think what Jay is really strong at is finding spots from a betting perspective. He might not be worried about what's going off the court. He might not be worried about breaking up the core. He just finds as a better the great spots that he thinks his team is going to win. Whether they win, right, it's still at the end of the day, it's still gambling. But this is for sure 100% Miami or nothing spot for me. The very elementary of it is the buy low spot for Miami. And Sacramento is in the middle of a seven-game road trip. 
they might be looking ahead and trying to end the road trip strong, knowing that Miami's in shambles. So I agree with you guys. I like Miami. Fast forward to my play. Lillard is returning back to Portland. Everybody's probably going to look at his points prop, which makes a lot of sense because when he gets hot, he can drop 40 pretty easily. But I think he's going to be motivated to do other things as well. And he's been hitting his over rebound prop at a pretty good clip this season. So I'm going to pair that with assists because I think even if he's cold from outside or if he's not getting to the free throw line, I think he's still motivated being back in Portland to do the other things as well. So I like the over rebounds and assists nine and a half. It's a little juicy right now in the action app. I think it's minus 135. I want to talk real quickly about the biggest game of the night, which is Denver OKC. This is a game with pretty massive implications. The Thunder lead 2-1 in season series. If they win this game, they clinch tiebreaker over the Nuggets. They split with the Wolves last night, so they really need this game. However, they're going to be pretty short-handed here. The injury report is a mess. That's one of the reasons why none of us have it as a best bet on the evening. Shea Gillis-Alexander is questionable. Chet Holmgren's questionable with an ankle sprain. Isaiah Joe is out with a sternum contusion. And Jalen Williams hurt his ankle the other night. He is out for this game. That's a big blow for OKC. He's their third best player, maybe their second best player, and he's out for this one. No idea like where they're going to get to. Shea's got an illness. I would imagine he'll probably try and go. For the Nuggets, Nikola Jokic is questionable with back pain. He's had problems with it this season. He's had a, a heating pad. I don't know if they're going to rest him in this spot because this is a pretty good one to get. If they get this one, they split and they're still live to win the tiebreaker. So like, this is a pretty good spot. Jokic also has a home and home versus the Portland trailblazers. Now, nobody likes to rest their guys at home this weekend. So that's an important thing to do. Like nobody wants to do that. They want the fans to get to see their guys, but if you're going to rest him, the games versus the Portland trailblazers in a two game set, not a bad one, even though those are division games, which are going to matter that's not a bad spot for them. So look, there's no way to bet this because of the injury spots. AC, if Shea plays, let's say Shea and Chet both play, Isaiah Joe and J-Dub are out and Jokic plays. Who do you like there? I think I would lean Denver there. I think all the motivation, being a short road underdog is a pretty big spot that I like to look at in general. You mentioned it already, OKC's ahead in this season series. So there is a lot of motivation for not only from a standings perspective, but it just feels like I'm not an outsider, right? Matt covers his team on a daily basis. But as an outsider looking at the Nuggets, they're just super professional. They're super prepared. They seem like a team where, okay, we're down 1-2 against this team. We're not going to lose the season series. Like I truly think they take it personal, and it starts with Jokic. And I think he knows he's lost twice to this team. I think both of them at, in Denver. Matt, you could fact check me on that. But yep. losing both of them at home makes me like Denver on the road a lot more in this game. They built a lead, and then in the first matchup, uh, or it was the second matchup of the season, the Nuggets stomped them in OKC early. Then they were up pretty big, double digits, in Denver, and OKC just hung around and hung around and hung around, and then Shea caught him at the end with a knockout. So, like, and then they absolutely just ran him out the gym in the next one in Denver, and nobody does that. So, like, it's absolutely a motivation spot for Denver. You just got to check the injury report because the problem for me is, like, you know, it's like, well, why shouldn't you just bet, you know, Nuggets now? And then if Shea's out, it gets better. If Shea's out, like, look at that Sixers game with no Joel. Like, things get weird. This is, like, a general <laughs> NBA thing. Jay, I want your opinion on this. I want to know what I'm betting into. Like, I don't like it when major things, if it's like, oh, but it'll be so much better because this guy might not even play. Sure, but if that guy doesn't play, the 
whole thing about how you think of this game changes and it could be anything. It becomes mystery box. And so like for me, like I want to know what the variables are when I bet into a game. These days, it used to be different, man. I would even say four or five years ago, I used to clean up on games. Oh, okay, start players out. But I kind of started to really see it shift um, when this was really started with Anthony Davis and the Pelicans. This all started when he was on the Pelicans and he would go out and then the Pelicans would rally. They would almost play better without Anthony Davis. That's when it first started to shift. But nowadays, the NBA players are just so soft mentally, in my opinion, and they kind of just see the main guys out. And it's like, oh, okay, now we don't have to play as hard. But with this game having other implications i do think nuggets plus the one and a half is worth the play because even if sga's out the nuggets still want to win the game to tie the series up you see what i'm saying so it's different when you're laying 13 and a half points and then there's room for you to win but not cover the spread but when it's in this particular situation when it's like a pick em type of game and it's like win or lose i would likely go with the team that really needs to win but i just i'm, I'm glad you asked me that question because it's really a something that's really flipped over the last five years in nba in past they used to blow teams out i'm talking they'll blow them out 30 40 you're without your star player i don't care we're smoking you it's just a lot different these days these guys are not they're not built the same final note i'm on nba bet stream tonight when you listen to this on wednesday in the nba app rockets pelicans excited for that one i love watching the pels i love watching the rockets it'll be really good i will have a play on that game you can tune in to find out what that is and catch it in the action network app it's a good time it's in the nba app just go to the streams tab on league pass and you'll be able to find the nba bet stream It'll be a good time. Me and uh, Brendan Glasheen on that one. All right, it's going to do it. To recap, Jay Money has got first half on the money line on the Miami Heat versus the Sacramento Kings. AC's got Damian Lillard over nine and a half rebounds and assists. And I'm on the Miami Heat full game. It's going to do it for Buckets. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys being with us. My thanks to David Payne, our producer, as well as Hutton Jackson, the video crew, putting this together. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Best bets for Thursday. Till then, get Buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.